Shut up and sit down. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. As always, we want to take a moment to remind you why you are here listening to us today. If you're investing your valuable time into our podcast, it's because you understand the truth behind Albert Einstein's words. Problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them. So if you want to find financial freedom, make more money, quit your current 9 to 5 job, or if you want to increase your bottom line, be a better investor, or be a better business owner, then you must follow the number one rule in business, which is... Be of service to others. Business Bros would love to help you maximize your profits by helping you find ways to be of service to more people alongside our fellow entrepreneurs and the Money Coaching Club, a.k.a. E equals MC squared. So please join the conversation at Business Bros Pod on all our social media feeds, or you can visit our website, csfirst.com. That's www.siasfirst.com for all the previous episodes. And as you listen to Zay, remind yourself of these three questions regarding today's topic. Why did you get into business in the first place? What does your life look like when you help others to make more money? And how can you take advantage of the information you hear today? By scheduling your free coaching call today. Remember, if success is for me, schedule your coaching call for free. All right, so for sure this is probably going to be, I mean, we, we recorded the intro, but the intro might not even make the actual cut. It might not. You know what? Uh, as of today, I think it's probably still going to. So Maybe. when you're listening to this on Monday, that intro is probably still going to be there. If not, then we're going to change the hashtag to hashtag new intro. Yeah, for sure. But we're going to post them probably on social media. We got like we're going to have like two or three different types of intros that we got from Fiverr. Right? Yeah, we want uh, everybody's feedback. We would love to get a little bit of an uh, idea what people would prefer. I mean, when it comes right down to it, most people are going to skip the intro, especially our loyal listeners, which, by the way, I found out we have a lot more of than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool. When you actually have a method of tracking, I mean, it's really cool. Yeah, for sure. Well, no, it wasn't even tracking. It was It was literally going to L.A. to visit family and, you know... More people in the family listen than I actually thought they did, you yeah. know? I was like, you know, I knew mom and dad did, you know, dad comes down here. Of and he'll course be like, mom and dad do, Of right? course mom and dad, yeah, you know, always <laughs> going to have that support. But no, I was up there and like, you know, all the tias and theos are like, oh man, we're listening to your podcast, you guys are awesome, da, 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 da. you guys are kicking butt. It was like, different to go hey, to- Hey, what? Yeah, Thank it was, you. It was different to go to, to uh, a church and then hear other people say the same thing. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. man. Right? Well, Craziness. People, I love it. People actually so, listen. Thank you, everybody, family, friends, uh, everybody who's out there that we don't even know, everybody who's out there supporting us. You guys are awesome. You guys are the reason why we do what we do. And and truly, it's because we want to bring value to you guys, right? For sure. So starting tomorrow. By the way, first of all, we're of course, oh. if you're if you're on live, right? Go Chargers, Bolts. right? Chargers. Woo-woo. Chargers came out on top. It was a, a pretty much crushing game until the very end when we kind of just played like that. Protect well, yeah, that, that final score was uh, 23-16, 23-17. 23-17. But when it comes right down to it, it was never really that close. No, no. But, you know, it, it kind of got me thinking, like, the Chargers were kicking some butt today, right? They mm-hmm. were really, really aggressive as mm-hmm. far as mm-hmm. uh, offense is concerned, even though they were playing against a very difficult defense for sure right and that kind of reminds me of like sales right you might have all the energy in the world and go out there and and pick up the phone and try to talk mm-hmm, to people mm-hmm. and but you run into you know gatekeepers or you run for into sure. a lot of no's right mm-hmm. you run into a very difficult defense yeah you and do. how do you 
overcome that. I mean, look at it, what, what the Chargers did today was they continued to push forward. They continued to push forward, and they may have only put up field goal, field goal, field goal in that first half. I mean, they, they ended up with three field goals or four field goals in the first half, something like that. Four field goals in the first half, so, a touchdown, in the second and maybe half, right? another touchdown. No, another field goal. Another field goal, right? Yep. But, but they continued to push forward. They didn't give up. What really bothers me in this case is once they get ahead, they kind of play like protect mode, right? They, right. They back up and they're like, okay, now we can let them kind of drive the ball a little bit. We'll just kind of kill the time. And and to me, I correlate that with people who have really quick successes when they get into the career of real estate or insurance. They close those few couple circle of influence deals and then they kind of back up, right? And when they kind of back up, they, they start to struggle with continuing to push forward and and that mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. will come back and, and shoot you in the foot i mean my heart was racing a little bit towards that last couple drives because the ravens could have come back and and you know really stuck it to us for stepping back and not playing as as aggressive as we wanted to and that's kind of what happens a lot a lot with with people in real estate in insurance in sales in general right right you kind of start uh taking your foot off the pedal after you have a few successes. Yeah, I mean, when we're talking to the real estate agents, we always talk about how we want you to be a listing agent, right? If you are a listing agent, we're not saying don't work with buyers because there's buyers make the world go round too, right? So we're not saying don't work with buyers. It's just that your business should be focusing its attention on being a listing agent. And what happens oftentimes is you work your list, right? Either you work on expired or you work on for sale by owners or you're open, holding open houses, whatever it is, you get your listing and then you kind of step back and you start to be that protect mode, right? You step back and you don't go and prospect as much. You step back and you don't call your for sale by owners. You step back and you're not calling your circle of influence because you're spending so much time and focusing all your attention on the one listing that you have and you forget that you need to continue to put the pedal to the metal to, to fight, to be on the offensive so that your pipeline doesn't dry up, right? So how do we go about combating that how do we make sure that we don't fall into that kind of pattern well if you're the chargers you keep trying to score touchdowns man (laughs) (laughs) you don't play protect defense you continue to play the hard defense that you were playing you still go aggressive you don't drop back into a zone but i I know we weren't talking uh, football right (laughs) you're talking more of the uh of the sales process yeah yeah well okay so for for being a listing agent you need to understand that uh that you want to make sure that you're building a listing inventory, right? That you don't get the one deal and then you stop. You have a set schedule so that you're doing specific things on a daily basis. Uh, one of the trainings that we do is called the whiteboard accountability, where we set you up with five different whiteboards so that you always can look up every day as you go into the office and you can look at, up at the whiteboard and you can see, do I have active listings? Yes. Do I have uh, leads? Maybe. Am I missing uh, something in my uh, pending board? Oh, you know, maybe something went to the closed board, right? You have these different boards set up, and we'll talk about those in a different training, but you have the different boards set up so that you can walk into the office every day and you know exactly what it is to, that you need to do. If you look up at your at your leads board, and let's say you should have 15 leads, uh, you know, A, B, or C leads at all times, and you look up at the leads board and you only have 10, well, you know that you need to spend more time on the prospecting side to fill that leads board or if you're looking up at your listings board and you're supposed to think because you know you're, you're doing your magic numbers at the beginning of the year it's one of those things if you look up at your listings board your active listings 
and you're supposed to have five or seven listings at all times and you only have two or three where well, you know you need to set more appointments so that you can get those listings back on the board or if you look at your pending board and you should have five or six pending transactions at all times and two or three of them close well good for you because you get your commission check but now you need to fill that pending board right now you need to work on maybe you need to look at your active listings and what can you do to start generating more buyers to come into your transactions but it's a strategy of knowing exactly where you are in your business on a daily basis so that you can focus your attention on what it is that you need to do to keep that going. Because if you just get that one and done, if you just score that one touchdown and then you step back and think everything's all good, as soon as the defense starts coming at you, as soon as you start losing on the offense, the other team's going to catch up, right? In other words, in real estate, time's going to catch up to you. And you're going to need that next paycheck. And remember that a paycheck is about a 90-day cycle out. I'm, I'm, you, <laughs> no, it's all good. It's non-rant. all good. Non-rant. Non-rant. We always got to have at least one non-rant per episode. But yeah, basically it's all a matter of just not taking your foot off the gas, making sure that you know exactly where you are in your in your sales cycle and having something like a whiteboard accountability. In insurance, we use pipe drive. Uh, you know exactly where you are on each of your different deals. And when a spot is empty on your whiteboard accountability or in your pipe drive stages, you need to make sure that you are focusing your efforts on filling that slot. Yeah, and we like pipe drive for insurance because it you know, we we keep, we, we keep saying stuff like it's lit up, right? In other words, you know, pipe pipe drive is one of the, it's it's basically your whiteboard uh digital, right? So you look at your your daily basis, and you look at your your pipe drive and it's going to be like, okay, well, is this deal in the green? Is it in the yellow or is it in the red? Mm-hmm. If you have deals lit up in the red, it means you need to do something with these things. You no need bueno. to follow up. You need to you know, contact underwriting, you need to shop some more markets, whatever it is, but it's telling you on a daily basis what you need to do. Yeah, something needs to happen. Something Basically. needs to happen. Bottom line, something needs to happen. So yeah, that's that's where we're at. So 2019, we're talking about keeping the ball moving, keeping everything going, keeping... Uh, we're keep calling it, it the year of abundance, right? We are calling it the year of abundance. Look, if you're in real estate, you know that there's a change coming around the corner. I mean, it's already happening. Are we going to see huge drops in the market? Who knows? And that's not the important part because it doesn't matter whether the market's going up or the, whether the market's going down. If you're working as a real estate agent, you're going to make money. Money changes hands in a downward market. It doesn't disappear. So you, you're going to still have to help people out there in real estate. It's still an opportunity. Insurance is the same way. When the market's going up, when the market's going down, you're still finding people who need to be insured, people who are still out there taking risks, whether it's buying a home, starting a business, leasing a place, whatever it's going to be, there are insurable risks out there and people die every day. So there's life insurance that needs to be done at the same time, right? You still need to make sure you insure your life because it doesn't matter. Life doesn't care whether it's an up market or a down market. When it's your time, it's your time and your family needs to make sure or you need to make sure that your family is taken care of if something were to happen to you. So it doesn't matter what industry you're in, whether you're in that uh, insurance bros industry or you're in my real estate bros industry, you need to understand that there's still people out there that need your help, that need the services that you provide, and you need to go out there and find a way to provide them that service at a high level. Definitely, definitely. And one of the things that I'm looking forward to talking about with our agents later on this year is that genuine, um, what do you want to call it? The uh, genuous des- genuine desire to be of service. So one of the things that I'm really looking forward to speaking with our agents about is not coming from a from a place where you do not have the business that you need to meet your magic number, 
right? You don't have the you don't have the business. 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 It's not there. It's not there. It's not there. It's not there. You're trying so hard to make it happen. You're trying so hard to make those phone calls and you know make all of this stuff happen. Well, you know what? Coming from that kind of a place, coming from a place where you are uh, nearly desperate for that sale, that is not coming from a place of service. So you need to change your mindset. You need to change your way of thinking from thinking, you know what, I need to make the sale, I need to make the sale, I need to make the sale to how can I actually build a relationship with this person, with this business, with this business owner and help them? What do I need to do to actually be of service and assist them to be better in business? It's funny because it's really a popularity game, right? When you think about it, you're trying to make yourself popular. And the only way you're going to make yourself popular in the real world is if you provide a quality service. If you're sure. actually out there trying to help people. And and popular means a lot of people like you, which means a lot of people are out there who need your help. And you've actually provided the help that they need. You've become their friend mm-hmm. by being mm-hmm. able to offer them a quality service. And that's the thing about building a scalable business, right? It's It really comes down to, if you ever ask, anybody who's been in the business for a long time who anybody who's been successful let's say for real estate for example the one thing they always say is they wish they would have worked their circle of influence uh more than they did in the past right if they would have started you know working that circle of influence much better they would have been more successful and and the problem with that is when you talk to somebody who's been in the business for 20 years that's 20 years of building relationships that's 20 years Hmm. of growing their circle of influence so of course when they look back they're like i wish i would have worked my circle of influence better but when you're i'm gonna stop you really quick just because i want to jump in here all right i want to jump in here so you're talking about circle of influence and you said the key word right there relationships right i posted this on facebook live the other day powerful relationships katon again this one goes out to you buddy hashtag powerful relationships hashtag powerful relationships i i like this a lot better than strategic partnerships oh for sure i like this a lot better than strategic partnerships and strategic partnerships when you're talking about that that's not really what you look towards when you're talking about your circle of influence no it's definitely not what you're looking at when you're talking about your circle of influence yeah and and, well here's the thing right if i go back to it when you're talking to the 20 year veteran who's been in real estate for a long time they wish they would have worked that circle of influence book a little better Mm -hmm. but if you talk to that same person 20 years ago so all these new agents that are coming into the industry and you know they're not working the circle of influence because their circle of influence is probably really small what mm-hmm. they should be focusing focusing on is growing that circle of influence. And that's only going to happen by building long-lasting relationships, building those relationships with people that are going to benefit you in the long run. Starting that relationship today, that 20 years from now, you can say they were my friend for the last 20 years. Right. But it's not going to happen if you don't go out there and find those new relationships, make those new connections, mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. go out there and be of service. That's, well, it's, that's what they mean by building, you know, working that circle of influence. For sure. There's definitely a, 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 you have to have that desire to be of service, but also it's just a genuine interest in what that other person is doing. And so I think about this as I reflect on the meeting that I had this past Friday with Phil Duncan. This was a uh, sort of impromptu thing. Phil helped me out over uh, the Christmas weekend, the Saturday, Saturday before Christmas. This is December 22nd, it was. So, you know, you In got other words, when nobody else is working. When nobody else is working, Phil and I were working to get 
something done for a client that needed this this uh, particular product you know this in particular insurance product and so he and I were busting our butts making sure that everything got done and he helped me out I said Phil I owe you brother I owe you what kind of beer can I bring you I want to bring it to your office he says you know what I don't drink but uh, bring me some ginger beer I said all right no problem so I went over there and I went and hung out and I got to have a conversation with him and it's so funny because I really when we're talking about genuineness, right? When we're talking about genuinely listening and understanding where the person that you're talking to is coming from and not just understanding it, but giving a shit. Yeah, genuinely. Genuinely actually caring about where it is that they're coming from and what it is that they are offering, right? Because when it comes right down to it, we have something to offer, but... They don't care about what we have to offer. The person that you're talking to cares about what they have to offer to you. Listen to what they have to offer to you. And trust me, they're going to be as passionate, if not more passionate, about what they have to offer than about what you have. And listen and think about how it is that it's going to apply to what you're doing and how you can mutually benefit from each other's partnerships, right? So this is where we're talking about powerful relationships, not strategic partnerships, but powerful relationships where you're talking to somebody who has something that is really valuable and you know that you have something that is really valuable. And when the two of you come together, you're going to be an unstoppable force. For sure. I mean, it comes down to almost anything when you start to build a scalable business, right? There's a lot that you can do on your own when it comes to insurance or when it comes to real estate. There is a lot that you can do on your own, but to scale means that you need to be dependent on what other people are doing too, to build a system in place that is not dependent on you doing things on a regular basis. This is where those powerful teams come from, right? They're, they're, they're set up so that you, when you go out there and prospect, when you go out there and bring in a lead, when you go out and set an appointment, when you go out and create the listing, when you go out and market the listing, everything has a place and everybody has their lane that they're going to stay in. But you don't know what people, what lanes they have if you're not out there, you know, getting to actually know the person, to genuinely get to understand who they are. And you know what? Maybe at the time when you're getting to know these people, there's nothing that you're going to put together. It's just a relationship that you're building. But as long as you maintain that, as long as you continue to work your circle of influence, in other words, pick up the phone, ask, you know, on their birthday and call them, Mm -hmm. give them a call Mm -hmm. in the middle of the month just to see how things are going, just to follow up. They will send you business as well as you will send them business if you continue to nurture that relationship. So don't expect that every time you talk to somebody has to be a transactional conversation. Every time you talk to somebody, it's just an enhancement of the relationship that you're building. You're creating a powerful relationship. Powerful relationships are not born. They're created. They're mended. They're built together over time. And that's what you should be doing out there with the people that you meet. You should be talking to them. You should be getting to know them. You should know who their kids are. You should know who their spouse is. You should know what they like to do for fun. And then when you're thinking about doing something very similar, maybe you need a recommendation for a snowboard or a cabin or, or you're going to go camping down to the Grand Canyon or you need to buy a new car or you need insurance or you need a home. You know exactly who to go to because you talk to these people on a regular basis. The powerful relationship works if you're surrounded yourself with people that you know and love you know and you care about and you want to work with in the future it may not be something transactional today but it's something that you're building on for later right 
For sure. I'm over here messing with the sling, trying to get the split screen to work right, but it ain't quite there, so I'm just going <laughs> to skip on over and, you know, getting back to this whole thing. Oh, look at that. There goes uh, not what I wanted, but whatever. It's cool. Right. Where are we? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So we were we were talking about building these powerful relationships, but you were trying to build a powerful relationship with that sling studio. Yeah. No. And you know what? And, and I, I I love it. I love it. it. It really is. It's my hashtag for the week. Hashtag. Hashtag. Remember that? Yeah, it was, uh, double twos. The, what was the it? Uh, just Justin Timberlake yeah. and uh, Jimmy Fallon. Hashtag. Hashtag powerful relationships. <laughs> I love it. No. And you know what? What it comes down to is that is you know when when you talk about sales and you're talking about doing the work, that is the doing the work part. You you talk about filling your 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 pipeline with leads. It's building those relationships. A lead is nothing more than the start of a relationship. You need to then nurture it. In other words, you need to follow up with it. You need to set the appointment. In other words, you need to go and get to know these people mm-hmm. and see what problems you can solve. Some of them are going to be transactional. Some of them you are definitely going after the people who have their hand in the air. I mean, rule number one, right? Mm-hmm. You need to mm-hmm. talk to those people first. But when you have other other times in the day when you should be on a call block and you've called all your for sale by owners that you have on your list you've called all the expires on your list mm-hmm. you've called all everybody who has their hand in the air then you start to call on your circle of influence that's when you start nurturing your relationship that's when you say hey man i haven't seen you in however long let's go grab a beer right and you start talking to people and you get to have fun but that is the work in real estate that's where people shy away from that's where people fall off they're not willing to invest in themselves to put themselves to be vulnerable to a point where they can build a relationship where they can say hi how's it going so it's really kind of a a challenging thing to do it does actually require you to step out of what may be your comfort zone right maybe you're kind of a homebody that's me right? and you don't really want to get out too much and go out and grab that beer and you know reconnect with people that you've known for however long and you don't want to do these things uh, because you know it's kind of weird to reach out to somebody on Facebook that you haven't talked to since high school it's kind of weird to reach out to an old family friend that you haven't spoken to in years and you know all of these things yeah they're kind of weird and they're a little bit uncomfortable but this is your circle of influence like it or not these are the people that you know and the more you get in front of people who know what you're doing Uh, Sorry, the more that you get in front of people and tell them what you're doing so that they know what you're doing, the more successful you're going to be. That's the bottom line. If you don't have the fortitude. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to go with the rock? I was going to go with the rock. But if you don't have the (laughs) fortitude to just get in front of people and say, hey, listen, I know we haven't talked in forever, uh, but this is what I'm doing now. Uh, I'm really just trying to expand my business and et cetera and so on. I would love to see if I could help you, help you, help you. Did I say that enough? Yeah, I think so. Help you save money, help you meet your needs, help you sell your house, help you buy a new house, help you sell t-shirts, help you create art, help you be a bigger presence in social media, help you, help you, help you. What can I do to help you? Rule number one in business is to be of service to others. If you can't find a way to help somebody, then you're not going to be successful. Just go get a job. 
Just go get a job. <laughs> I mean, it, but it's that's really what it comes down to. If you can't do that, if you can't put yourself out there to figure out what other people need help and to be of service to them, then you need to just get a job because there's that's that's what sales is about. And might as well, you know, bite the bullet now and just go and work and and put that money away and enjoy life in a different way because <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna hate it if you can't do that. It's true. It's gonna suck. It's true. You're not gonna meet the quotas that you want. You're not gonna hit the sales numbers that you want. You're not gonna make the money that you're looking for because you're not willing to do what the actual work is to get done. And it it sucks, but that's kind of one of those things that you need to you know, maybe a come to Jesus moment for you. But you need to figure out what it is that you like to do. If you don't like to do that, I mean, I get it. It's it's not for everybody. Sales is definitely not for everybody. Even though we all we all have a sales format of another of one one form or another. We're either you know selling ourselves to our parents or selling ourselves to our uh, spouses or selling our ideas to our kids. You're always in sales, but sales to earn a living is completely different. Totally it, is. It's, it's very much a long-term game, right? Yes. Yes, it is. And I actually, I love that you bring that up because that is definitely something that I think a lot of people jump into the uh, real estate or insurance business thinking is that they are going to get into this business. Okay, I got this license. I got this thing. I got this paper that says that I'm allowed to sell this per- this piece of real estate or these types of insurance policies, whatever. And now I'm going to jump in and I'm going to make a million bucks in my first year. You know, I mean, I'm not going to say that they can't because oh, no, they not. definitely can, but it's not it's not the norm. It's, it takes it's, whether whether it's going to be in your first year or whether it's going to be in your first 10 years. Either way you look at it, it takes work. Yeah, and this what is, a concept, yeah, right? It does, it, I love that. What a I concept. love that. What a concept. Yeah, but it, it really is. You can get a real estate license and go out and sell a house a month and make a hundred grand a year, uh, for the year. It is definitely possible. You especially can, in San Diego, yeah, right? And you can definitely double that easily, right? You can do two transactions per month if you wanted to. Really, the the limit is yours. But every single transaction is going to cost you more time, more dedication, more networking, more prospecting than you thought was possible. And that's what I want you to accept is that you have to go out and do that work. It's not going to come from a social media post. It's not going to come from the easy button of just, you know, getting a business card or putting flyers on a car. It comes from a lot more dedication, a lot more hard work. And it comes from hearing no. You have to understand that no is a legitimate answer and you need to work your way around these no's. You need to understand what an objection handler is. You need to understand why people are telling you no. Maybe it's no, not right now. Maybe my kid took a dump and I don't have time to talk to you at this second, right? No's can be so many different things, but you need to be able to put move past the no if you're going to be successful in the sales industry. You have to work different angles at different times and try different techniques but you're still developing and uh, strong powerful spokes that you're going to master where you're going to have lead generation so i'm gonna i'm gonna talk a little bit about this overcoming the no and this is something that's going to happen on our motivation monday so if anybody is listening to this on monday morning a little preview to what's happening on motivation monday uh monday afternoon at 2 p.m so imagine just take a moment and think about what it feels like to actually make a successful call. What is that feeling? How does that how does that how does that make you feel? How does that appear?
appear to you, right? You feel good. Like you help somebody. You're happy, right? Yeah. You're successful. You've actually accomplished what you wanted to do, and so you have this this uh, euphoria, if you will, mm-hmm. around you, where you're just like, yes, yes, I, I did it. I, I did it. it. I did. I knew I could do it. So you hold on to that. You hold on to that feeling. You just think about that feeling for just a minute, and you build on that, and you think. Yes, I am capable. I am smart. I am helping others. I am uh, everything that I'm supposed to be. I am the best insurance agent. I'm the best real estate agent. I'm going to help this person sell their house. I'm going to help this person buy a house. I'm going to put this house on the market in just the right uh, uh, price range. I'm going to market this. I'm going. I, I am the best marketing person. I am putting all of this stuff together. I am. Put your success in the present tense. Put your success in the present tense. Thank you. That is exactly right. And as soon as you start to bubble over with those good thoughts and those good feelings, that's when you make your next phone call. And that's when you're feeling down. That's when you're. That's when you're feeling down. That's when you. Here's the, here's the truth of the matter. As much as you want to do mindset, when you take action and you push through the nose and you find that success, you'll feel that euphoria. Heck yeah. And it's addicting. It is. And once you feel it once, you want to do it again, and that's you want right. to do it again, and you want to do it again. So if you have to put yourself in the mindset to do so to make that first call, you do that. If you have to do so to put the, you put yourself in the mindset to make the twentieth call, you do that. But you continue to make the call. You continue to knock on the next door. You keep moving forward because that's the only way you're ever going to feel it again. And that's the hard part is to continue to persevere. We talked a lot about perseverance in 2018. 2019 is the year of abundance. So just know it's coming. So now uh, we're rounding our time here for today's podcast so thank you very much again for being part of the show we are starting to record some more interviews that are scheduled for the week so we're going to get to hear some more about different agents and different uh, skill levels at different ranges and we get to hear some more stories about what it is they do successful things that are going on in their mind and of course the business bros will be there to try to do it live while on social media so additionally we have a goal of having more pipeline agents on the call as well so those of you pipeline agents who are listening to this uh, podcast episode right now let us know let us know if you want to be on the podcast especially if you are one of our lucky agents who is here locally in san diego come on by the business bro studio we would love to have you on the call we would love to hear your story understand where you come from help you expand your network to all of the business bros listeners For sure. And by the way, real estate agents, if you are looking for a media day, remember we do have it for 800 bucks. We'll come out. We'll do a podcast interview. We'll have uh, a video, audio. We'll have uh, social media content all cut up for you with uh, Visionary Media Group uh, Corp. I always say group visionary media corp with Jose, right? And uh, we'll get you some lead generation on social media, teach you how to do that. But remember, it still comes down to you actually doing the hard work of following up on the leads that do get generated. So if you're interested, make sure you follow us on all our social media feeds at business bros pod. You can also uh, reach out to us. Business bros at csfirst.com is our email address. If you want to be a part of the program, if you want to get on the media package or whatever you need to do, if you want some one-on-one coaching, we can help you do that too that's all we got for you guys today peace bye-bye and i'm out